When you're navigating the complicated world of real estate, you want someone you can trust holding your hand along the way. Here's just the right person and just the right program. It's the Dan Janis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Janis Real Estate Team, Dan Janis. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We have tons of great stuff on today's show. To start us off, we're going to tell you all about a great opportunity to build your dream home on free land. The catch, it's not around here. Also on today's show, we're going to chat with John Calhoun, the City of Windsor's Heritage Planner, about exactly what it means to have a property with a heritage designation. We're also going to give you our top 10 moving tips. And my co-host today is none other than Andrew Paper, the Media and Marketing Coordinator with the Dan Gemis Real Estate Team, along with his charming English accent. How are you, Andrew? I'm good. How are you doing, Dan? You know, I still think that that accent is completely fake. but I'll keep it up for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Oh boy. So we're going to talk with the, with Andrew a bit later on as well about what exactly it is he does uh, with the team and how what he does can help net you more money, put more money in your pocket, which is, uh, which is hugely important, isn't it, Andrew? Indeed, indeed. Uh, so the first story of this morning um, is a free land giveaway. Who does not want free land? There's always a catch. There's always a catch. There's always a if catch. If it sounds too good well, to be true, it's usually too good to yeah. be true. My dad always used to tell me that. Yes. Um, and your dad's English too? I think so. Okay, it's the last English joke. I'm sorry. Okay, so here's a story off the uh, the Canadian press. So large parts of Canada were settled thanks to a government policy of giving out free land to anyone willing to show up and farm it. And although the federal government largely stopped giving out crown land in the 1930s, some small towns are continuing the tradition by giving their land away for free. Pretty cool. St. Louis de Blanford, a 900 resident community about an hour southwest of Quebec City, decided to take a creative approach to increasing its population. The town purchased a large tract of land and subdivided into 40 lots, which they gave away for free beginning in 2013 to anyone willing to move there and build a house. Well, wow. that's pretty fair. That's I think. pretty cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, right? that's a good idea. The problem faced by towns of our size is devitalization that happens quietly as young people move to cities, uh, is what the mayor was saying. We figure this will be an incentive for the young and the less young who want to put their money, <laughs> the money towards home building. So the town's policy, here it is, requires buyers to put a $1,000 down payment on a lot and commit to building a house worth $125,000 within a year. That's pretty fair. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Right? That'll build a shed in Toronto. Uh, the, municipality then <laughs> then, <that> big. <laughs> the municipality then refunds the down payment. You really can't go wrong. Okay, yeah. So there's so you got to be one hundred and twenty four dollars, one hundred twenty four thousand dollars. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty fair. That's pretty good. Uh, St. Louis to Blanford isn't alone with the idea. Reston. Uh, I'm, just trying, I'm trying to trying to read it. So it's all it's all fuzzy. <laughs> Some of our place in Reston implemented a similar plan a few years ago. That my ink ran out there. Uh, to give away land for $10. Why, why even bother with $10? Why just, yeah, like, is it, really? Yeah, there seems no reason to just give it away for $10. You might as well just... Buck. Free, yeah, folks. Free. Um, the economic development manager for the rural municipality of Pipestone, which includes Reston... So where that is, I don't know. It's, it's messed up on my paper. <laughs> says the program has been a success. Of the 24 available lots, 19 have been given away, and the municipality has expanded the program to the neighboring towns of Pipestone and Sinclair. So 
they say about 20 homes have been built in the last two years. This represents a population increase. <laughs> Wait of for it. 20. Uh, <laughs> you're close. <laughs> of, <laughs> of 50 people. Not bad, not bad for a town of 500. I guess it's a 10% it's increase. It's a 10% population. increase. Can you imagine if the uh, population around here increased by 10%? <laughs> I guess we have lots of land. Let's just yeah, do it. But it, it makes sense. I guess if you have a lot of land just sitting around doing nothing yep. with it, buy it up, and they're going to make you know uh, money on, on the taxes, exactly. on the property taxes. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense. So let, let's try. Maybe we should approach uh, the neighboring towns here in Windsor Essex and yeah, see if they like the idea. Yeah, uh, I'll speak to. I live around farmland, so I'll speak to my to my neighbors to see if they want to give me some farmland. Yeah, yeah. It also happens to be my father-in-law, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to say no. Can't get a fair deal with that. <laughs> exactly. Jeez, Louise. So, anyways, yeah. Several small towns in Saskatchewan have experimented with a one-dollar lot policy in recent years, while Kings Point, Newfoundland, posted it on social media earlier this year. That it was considering a land giveaway as well. So it's the thing to do, clearly. Seems quite a popular thing to do then. Well, we should, uh, you know, I, it's not a bad idea. Really, if, if you're looking to build. If you need people. The, the lots are, you know, yeah. you're looking at, at anywhere between 40 and $100 plus thousand dollars for a lot around here. Yep. So if if somebody would get a good deal on, on some lots. Yeah, even if it attracts 50, let's say 50 more people to a population, but that's 50 more people. Taxes, I guess, yeah, like shopping house, households, yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a lot, you know. That, well, yeah. that can that can have a huge impact. Two thousand bucks a household per year, exactly. It adds up. Yep. So there you go. That's uh, that's our our interesting story. So lots more to come. Um, keep it tuned right here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to learn about property heritage designations. So, with this recent story that happened, uh, you may have heard in the news, uh, a, a home on Riverside Drive has been trying to sell. And they feel that the designation is harming the sale of their home. So I, I do think that, you know, my personal opinion is that it might, in fact, yeah. you know, make it a bit more difficult because not everyone, there's lots of misconceptions about heritage designations. So I said, what the heck? Why don't we get John Calhoun of the city of Windsor? He's the heritage planner on the show to tell us all about it and what it means to have uh, a heritage designation. Excellent. So we'll, we'll get to that right after this. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, a paid program on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the largest real estate team in Windsor, Essex, Dan Jemis. Welcome back to the show. There was a recent news story that hit our media outlets here in Windsor from a couple with a home for sale in Windsor. This couple had requested that their home have heritage designation added years back, but now that they've been trying to sell, they wanted the city to remove that designation as they feel it's hampering the sale of their home. So I thought it'd be a great time to learn all about heritage designations and what exactly it means to own a property with a heritage designation. So joining me today to discuss is the heritage planner for the city of Windsor, John Callahoon. How are you, John? Hello, Dan. Well, thanks for joining us today. So why don't you start by, uh, do you have any idea how many properties in Windsor have that designation? Uh, about a hundred now. Okay, so so quite a few. So why don't you start by, by telling us exactly what it means to have uh, a heritage designation? A, a heritage designation bylaw is passed by city council after review by the heritage committee, which is now part of the planning, heritage, and economic development standing committee. Mm-hmm. The um, that that heritage bylaw describes certain features of the property that are important to the heritage and some a little bit of the history that and for those features the changes to those features will require approval by the city council okay so it's a it's 
for the prop the individually designated properties as this one is each property is evaluated as to which features are the most important to to keep in place going okay. on into the future so you mentioned a committee how how does the committee work exactly oh this is something new for this year is that um, there used to be a separate Windsor Heritage Committee that uh, met periodically and reviewed matters of designation of, of heritage funding and several other issues that would come forth before them. Um, just this year, the Heritage Committee has now become part of the Planning, Heritage, and Economic Development Standing Committee, and that includes five city councilors, plus for the heritage matters part, includes five additional persons appointed by the by the city council okay the that same committee has additional people for planning act matters as well for a separate section of of the meetings okay okay now in this recent case that hit the media a while back uh, the homeowners had apparently themselves asked for their property to be added to the to the heritage list is it typical for for a heritage committee to be contacted by a homeowner or does the committee usually approach properties they think should be designated um, heritage buildings? Uh, most of the time, the um, the work is done through staff. So in 1999, I'm not sure exactly how this was done. It was before my time here. But but typically now what happens is that an, an owner requests some request the staff to consider designation, mm-hmm. and we, we write a report that uh, that would say support that and describe the features that would be included. We discuss those typically with the owners to determine what is most important that they see as most important. Okay. Um, and then we write that report submitted to the committee and they, they review it and make a recommendation to city council. Are there any benefits to having a heritage designation on your property? There, there are two kinds of benefits. One is the recognition that the that this property is important that is that it's an, it has an important place in the city of Windsor or mm-hmm. in other cities in 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 Ontario that wherever they are situated that um, then their history is written down for people to see um, that that's sort of the the soft benefits of it is that it's recognized yeah. the financial benefits are that it becomes eligible for city city funds that for many years we've had the community heritage fund which which the city is willing to contribute typically 20 15% of the cost of renovations to heritage features that are listed in the bylaw okay and just this year the city council has passed a provision for similar types of repairs to be available to for a tax rebate of up to 30% of the property tax bill. Wow, okay, so that, that uh, could definitely to, mean to a few bucks. Applied. Yeah. That could that could. So that's something that's that's brand new and we're getting that set up. Huh. So on that same on that same um, you know, line of, a line of, of question, I guess, we talk about repairs to properties. With a property having a heritage designation, does it limit a property owner to what kind of renovations they can do to the property? It does if it affects the features listed in the designation bylaw. Okay. And and almost all the time, the bylaw includes only exterior features. So there's no there's so in that situation, the 
interior modifications are subject only to the building codes and permits as would be to their neighbors. Okay. So but for the exterior, the uh, what someone comes in and requests a heritage alteration permit, and so we, we review the description of the proposed changes and make a determination if that would affect the heritage bylaw features. And if it does, that gets write up a report that's presented to the Heritage Committee and ultimately the City Council for their decision. Okay. Okay. Um, it, but but some, some exterior changes uh, will turn out not to have any, would be determined not to have a, an effect on the bylaw features. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there is a list available for the public uh, to, to see which, which properties are designated, correct? Right. The Windsor Municipal Heritage Register is on the city's website. Okay. It includes the designated properties in both the individual designations and in the, the two district designations we have, plus additional properties that are listed on the register but not designated. And for those listed properties, the only restriction is on demolition. Huh. So what, what is the difference between the two the two but, uh, okay, the designation involves the uh, description of the pro- of the features on the of the property as okay. listed in the bylaw, whereas for the listed properties, there's no bylaw; it's just a prohibition against oh. uh, demolition. Now, the city council has the authority in all these matters, so they can approve demolition of a property. They can approve they approve the designations and listings of properties and removals from the list. Interesting. Okay. Are there any markings on the exterior of the buildings that if someone were to walk by or drive by, they could they could see that it's a heritage home? If it's designated in the individually, the city is given owners plaques, the oval plaques that they can install on the front of the front of the property. Okay. Um, there are also for designated properties the that's listed on the land in the land registry. Oh. Okay. That's that's great. Um, any idea? Just uh, just a fun little question. Any idea what the oldest property on the on the list um, is right now? It's the um, it's the 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 Duff Bobby House in Sandwich. Mm-hmm. Um, that's um, seventeen ninety. Let me see when that. Wow. Um, it's built in the seventeen nineties. Wow. Um, let's see Duff Bobby Mansion, seventeen ninety eight. And it was, of course, it was involved with the War of 1812 and wow. so forth. And uh, so it's been, it, it, it's it's uh, the corner of Mill and Russell Streets. Interesting. And what, what's the most recently built home on the list? Do we know? Approximately? Most recent. Yeah. Rebuilt. I'm, I'm, or, I'm, on, yeah. Like when, when was the most recent home built uh, that, that's included on the list? The... Um, there are several li- that are not designated, but on the list that are from the early 1970s. Okay. Um, okay. So that's that's about in, including the Windsor Downtown Library. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, John, listen, that's that's fantastic information. Thanks so much for the help today. Uh, if anybody sure, has, so, go ahead. I'll just say, I'm, I'm, that pe- people who have questions about the yeah. heritage process, who, pr- property owners, people, prospective buyers. 
and so forth. We're quite willing to discuss these matters with them and, and the particulars regarding an individual property. Where can they find, again, you mentioned the website. Is there a phone number they can reach you at, or should they just go to the uh, City of Windsor website? I'd say go to the City of Windsor website, and there's information on how to contact me. Fantastic. Yeah, I saw your email address there, your phone number. Fantastic. John, thank you so much for all the help. Very informative. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dan, and I hope this will result in people being very appreciative of heritage properties and work with us to to help make Windsor a better place. I agree with you completely. Thanks again. Thank you. That's John Calhoun, the Heritage Planner for the City of Windsor. It's time for our Mortgage Tip of the Week with RBC Mobile Mortgage Specialist, Kyle Lusher. Welcome to the show, Kyle. Thank you. Okay, so uh, today's topic is uh, is a huge one, isn't it? Uh, yeah, credit bureaus. Okay, so credit bureaus, and that's a question that I'm sure you get uh, uh, lots of uh, questions about. It's a it's a big determination on uh, on a mortgage approval. So there's always uh, that before uh, you know you even get a mortgage, kind of getting that credit bureau built up, and then there's that after maintaining that score at a at a good level. Okay, so give us uh, some tips. So what is what's something that uh, a buyer or, or homeowner should be looking out for? I uh, should be looking to try to get towards that 700 range on their score, but you know, the, really there's going to be the easy way to find out is either looking for yourself through one of the two credit bureau agencies, mm-hmm. uh, that being TransUnion or Equifax. You can easily Google that to get some more information. Okay. Uh, you can either pull it yourself or just do a pre-approval and we can get a, a bureau pulled and get an idea of where you're at now. And if we have to rebuild it, we can do that. And if we need to... Uh, uh, just keep it, uh, if everything looks good already, then we're all set. Do the banks tend to uh, use one service over the other, TransUnion versus... Royal uh, Bank Factor? themselves use TransUnion, so okay. that's who we uh, that's who we use. Okay. So uh, majority of the time, if you're getting something with us, you'll you'll see us pull a TransUnion credit bureau. Do you find that the scores differing much at all from both? They are a little bit, um, but it's just because a little bit of information is different uh, between the two agencies. Uh, majority of the time, though, it's major- it's it's very close. It's not usually making or breaking a, a situation. Okay. Um, if um, somebody is looking to get a mortgage, I know some of the advice that they often get is not to start applying for loans or you know for for car loans for credit cards right off the bat. Is that some good advice? Uh, yeah, it's most. Uh, if you're looking for a home for sure, you definitely want to sit with the mortgage specialist first. Get an idea of what your plan is going to be for the future, yeah. and then we can kind of make a decision. Okay, should we apply for that car loan now, or kind of get the mortgage, which is more important uh, for the home, uh, get that done first? So we want to make sure we do it in the right order. Okay. If someone is just at the, you know, at the line there, and their yep. their score is just not right there, but it's not far. Yeah. What is some advice you have for someone that? Uh, I usually sit have them sit down with an account manager at one of our branches. Uh, they'll sit down and do some credit building essentially go through a couple of things that are really helping hold their score down mm-hmm. and trying to rectify those things okay and then also starting to build uh, the score back up from uh, where lo- what level is that normally that level is about 600 you want to get it above 600 closer to 700 which is more of a good range uh, excellence more of the 800 range and then 900 is as high as you can go so wow. you're trying to stay between that 650 and and 900 we're really will not uh, will help not be less issues, I would say. And like you mentioned, uh, both those services, I know I'm a member of uh, TransUnion. I log in online, I pay a monthly fee, and I can see exactly what's happening. I get an alert in my email when uh, when someone checks my credit. Exactly. So, it's, it's a type of credit monitoring, so they can you know keep an eye on uh, your credit bureau, making sure there's nothing out of the ordinary. And then if you're seeing it every uh, month, you're yeah. a lot more likely to, to see an issue if there's one. 
or continue to keep building that score and it's kind of becomes a challenge for you so yeah it's a, it's a bit of a game yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks for help today Kyle we'll uh, look forward to uh, seeing, ne- seeing you next week and what's uh, the best way to reach you if someone has questions uh, just my cell phone normally 519-816-3403 fantastic uh, your information is on our website as well and we will uh, we'll see you next week thank you that's Kyle Usher, RBC Mobile Mortgage Specialist, with our Mortgage Tip of the Week. Keep it tuned right here to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Lots more to come right after this. Is it time to buy that income property? Or maybe even that cottage? The Dan Jemis Real Estate Show is here to help make those decisions. Welcome back to the show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's Dan Jemis, your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Welcome back to the show, everyone. In studio with me today is my co-host, Andrew Paper. Hey, Andrew. Good morning, Dan. Andrew's the uh, media marketing uh, coordinator with the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. So today's topic, this next topic, is our top 10 moving tips. That's always fun. No one likes moving. I've moved twice myself and in the last few years, and I think we still have boxes, Nick and I, that we have yet to unpack. That doesn't surprise me. You made... You've made a couple of moves yourself. A couple of moves. A couple of big ones. Uh, couple one, of... one longer one. Yes, uh, I'd moved, say from the UK. Yeah. yeah, we moved here five years ago yes. from England, um, and we live just outside of Windsor. So we know what it's like to move locally, and then also what it's like to make a bigger move to um, across the sea. Well, and, what was um, that like, moving that far away? It's In a way, it's almost easier moving uh, across con- uh, different to a different country than it is within the same area because you're not taking it, anything with you. You're not, you're not yeah. taking a massive amount with you. Like really, all we took was we had a, a priority thing, a priority list of things to take, and then anything that we had room for, we'd take extra. Other than that, everything got sold or given away. It was and, a, and yeah. Jack was that on that priority list, correct? Your son. He, he just about made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Didn't I was get, on the priority <laughs> list, but. <laughs> Didn't get crossed off. Yeah. Well, let's get to some of these uh, these moving tips we have. Okay. So number one, know when to throw away or to give away, and that's a perfect example. You you yep. are making a big move. Exactly. And for anyone making a move at all, you got you got to go through your stuff, and you may have to just throw some away. Yep. It's some of the biggest decisions Definitely. I know. And again, I, I was kidding, but we have boxes that we haven't even opened yeah. in four years and I think to myself honey why are they coming with us just get rid of the box get rid of yeah. the box yeah, we've what's, not opened what's it. in there well that's a, that was a, another interesting thing that when after we moved because we were so disciplined with keeping certain things and throwing other things away that put us in a good mindset when we when we actually arrived here rather than storing things or accumulating lots of stuff as everyone does we now learn to as the months and the years go past if we don't use something get rid of it because otherwise, it's just going to build up, and you're going to have a pile of totes and boxes in the corner of the, the basement or the corner of the garage or wherever, and it's, it's just going to take up space, and you're never going to use it. You're right. So, get rid of it. What about the totes and the boxes? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought you'd already. <laughs> <laughs> that was the last English joke about five minutes. I'm ago. sorry. I'm okay. sorry. It never gets old. Uh, so number two, make sure you have the right supplies. That's a big one. Yeah. Here, imagine foam peanuts. I think those are illegal now. Yeah. I honestly, well, I think they've they've stopped. Do people make it more allergies? Can they still yeah. use that? <laughs> oh, funny guy this morning. Uh, scissors, sharp knife, not with the kids. Yep. Uh, markers and labels for identifying objects. Tissue, newspaper, you know, that kind of stuff for, for packing. Packing tape, packing boxes. Well, if you're going to pack, you're going to need boxes. I know. Everyone always asks about boxes. Dan, where can we get the you know boxes? Well, go to the grocery store. They have yep. a lot of them there. Yep. Uh, you know, the no frills, the whatever else. You can buy them at the moving supply, you know, moving oh, yeah, uh, you can, uh, the storage yeah. places. You can, you can buy boxes there. Yeah. Number three, 
safely pack your fragile items. Now, some people hire movers, others don't. I know for our last move, it was the best thousand dollars I'd ever spent. You just literally point <laughs> to where you want. We, we packed yeah. everything ourselves. We everything yeah. was packed, ready to go. But all the the appliances and the furniture, it is a pain to move. Yep. Of so, everyone that I've spoken to who has moved and done it themselves, yes. The 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 thing they now tell me to do is, if ever you move and you've got lots of stuff, have someone come in and do it. It's worth it's worth the money. It might be a lot of money, but it's worth it. It really is because you spend days and days and days, and you'll break your back. And it's way less stressful. It sure way is. Way less stressful. You're right. Uh, number four, transplant your pants. Your pants. <laughs> your plants. Leave your pants on. Transplant your your plants safely. So I'm assuming this is you know stuff outside. I would hope. Uh, I it's, guess. Uh, yeah, I'm, that's completely my wife's department. <laughs> Who made this list? Oh boy, must have been Kath. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, number five, moving the big things. Make sure you have a professional or someone knowledgeable disconnect your major appliances such as refrigerators, freezers, washers, and dryers. Always a good idea to disconnect them. You, well, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing that people hate moving more than appliances. Yes. It is a pain. And oftentimes, I would say about 80% of people ask for the appliances that are in the home that we sell. So, yep. you know, be prepared to yep. I have to move appliances back. right now. When Bethany wants to clean behind them... You move them. You move them. Wow. She runs a tight ship. I, I, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Number six... Think about your pets. It's important to make sure your pets are happy and safe during your move. Now, I guess that's that's a good thought too because some pets are going to get anxious when they start seeing things yep. moving and running around. Lots of activity. Lots in the house of activity. As well. yeah, strangers, sure. boxes everywhere, or they might have a ball. You know, it might be like, woo! Yeah, where's the ball? Play Is it one of those nine thousand boxes over there? <laughs> <laughs> number seven stretch your budget keeping your move within your budget is important especially when you are thinking about your kids and things you may need to buy for your new home if you're building a brand new house you have lots of things to think about your driveway your fence your your yard or if you're just moving to a resale home paint you know refinishing yeah, of certain things for sure the basement's not finished you know that kind of stuff number eight prepare your kids for the move when you have kids you need to make sure they're completely comfortable with the new house in the neighborhood Scope out the neighborhood beforehand, surveying the parks, schools, and community organizations that'll be available for your family once you move. It's a big one. Yeah, that is. Yep. And, and I think on top of that as well, your kids, if they have friends on the on the on your current street, it might be a big thing for them to yeah, have to leave those, for those them, friends. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I moved lots as a kid. We moved, you know, from Sudbury, and um, it was it was big. You know, yeah. I was at three different schools in grade three, and I remember it was a big transition. Yeah. Not really getting the time to, uh, you know, to get to know people. Uh, number nine. Label correctly. Mm -hmm. That's a, that'd be yes. all, that'd be Nick, and I'm sure it'd be oh, Bethany yeah. too. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. It would not be me. Yeah. Uh, number ten, like we've already talked about, hire professionals. So whether it be the movers, whether it be you know the realtors, the lawyers, whatever, hire professionals. It is it is huge. They're all there to take the stress away. You got it, and that's exactly what they're there you for. You got it. Well, there you go. That's our our top ten moving list. Uh, it's time for our home staging tip of the week. With Monica Bundy, the home stager for the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Hey, Monica, how are you today? Good, Dan. Thanks for having me again. Of course. So today's tip of the week is... Tip of the week. Scents and smells. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> yes, yes. So, or uh, not necessarily good, or, depending. <laughs> it, could, it could be good or bad. Yes, it could. <laughs> and very bad sometimes. You got it. But uh, so when you walk into a home, you shouldn't ever, and I mean ever, not know what a smell is. Like if you walk into, <laughs> into a home and, and you're sniffing and you're like... 
what is that? You never want to say that because you need to know what the scents are. Yes, you know what I mean? So, um, and different scents come from different things. Obviously, there's, you know, a pet odor, um, incense, whether it is, uh, you, you know, you're just burning it because you enjoy it or religious reasons. Um, there's bad candles out there that give yes. off horrible, horrible scents, which are actually very, uh, um, they affect people, give oh, yeah. them migraines, headaches. So there are bad candles. Um, um what else was I going to say? Um, you know, it's funny because there, there's times where we will show a house. Yeah. We will walk in and the set, like you say, the second you open that door, you think yeah. to yourself, whoa, that's that's either way too strong. Yep. And it's giving me a headache. Right. Or if that certain smell doesn't, like, I can't stand the smell of vanilla. I'm not a big oh, vanilla smelling okay. kind of person. So, <laughs> I was going to head to the vanilla in a minute. Whoops. But. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. Well, a lot of people do like Nikki, yeah, they Nikki lo- people loves love it. vanilla, yeah, right? Yeah, so my yeah. wife loves vanilla. I, I'm not You're the biggest unique. fan. I'm, yeah. I'm very unique, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but not, I guess, really, vanilla is one of the more popular ones. It so is. you have to yeah. aim for something that the majority of people right, are going to right. like. Right, the masses. Right? Yeah. So just yeah. don't aim to please me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> um, the other, what I was going to say is smoking too. And yes. unfortunately, there's still a lot of people that smoke in their houses. And um, if you are trying to sell your home, that's a no-no. You need to go outside, do something. Um, just stop smoking in the home. Yeah. It just absorbs into the uh, paint, into the furniture, into everything. Uh, curtains. That, so that is one of the worst. Mm-hmm. That we, If you walk in with a buyer, it's yep. very rare now that the buyer's not going to say, you know what, yep. I no, this doesn't know. work for me. I know. Right? Yep. And, and we yep. try and convince our buyers that you have to see past a lot of things. Right. But it's difficult. You do. Yeah. Because when the furniture's all out and you change your curtains, you know, you are removing that smell. But that, remember we talked about first impressions? Yeah. That's a first impression. So you're already like, have an X right there. Yeah. So why? Yeah. Why? You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. So I always say, um, freshness. That's what it needs to smell. It, it, it needs to just smell fresh. Yeah. That, that is it. So clean scents. Um, so if that means opening, opening your windows, um, turning on the AC, if it's too hot, some people, some people think, oh, it's fresh air coming outside. No, it's sweaty, sweaty, <laughs> stinky air coming in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so turn on your air condition. Let the people, um, that are coming by your home be comfortable. You don't want somebody looking through your home and they're sweating. No. So let them be comfortable. Um, and a scent friendly candles. Now they don't say scent friendly candles on it, but, um, back to the vanilla. Yeah. I would say that vanilla is probably the scent that. Uh, is most appealing to to most people, so okay. I would recommend that one. What what other what other popular scents would you say? Like a clean, like a, a laundry scent, okay. something like that, but um, but not uh, not clinical, you know, nothing that's oh gosh, I'm in the hospital, you know, nothing like that, but just fresh. A couple of weeks ago, we we referred to a uh, a survey that was done, I believe, out out of the UK, mm. and it was a top ten list of things that buyers don't like about your home. One of them. Uh, was the smell of coffee, which to me, Ooh. I guess it's, it surprised me. Yeah. So people now prefer the smell of a fresh mowed grass. Oh my. Which I guess, you know, I could see that, but yeah. you know, um, can you see Lou out there cutting the grass every and time? And then bringing before? some in the house? Bring some in the house, yeah. <laughs> it already comes in I on his I love boots. that so much, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't smell that much. <laughs> no, I'm going to say no to the fresh grass, okay. but you know what? You never know. I don't know if there's a candle for that or, yeah. or a spray, but uh, that's interesting. Or you have to actually just cut the grass. Cut the grass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, right. So, um, oh, and then there's the cliche about um, baking cookies, yes. but it, you know what? If you ever go over to somebody's house and they've just made dinner or they've just baked a cake or a pie and you walk in there and it is heaven, yes. it smells like that. So, you know what? If, you know, if there's time permitting, 
throw some cookies in the oven. Who cares? You know, just yes. make the the home welcoming. That's yeah. basically what we're what we're looking for. And if I end up being the one to show your house, I will definitely appreciate it. <laughs> you will eat them. chocolate chip, please. <laughs> yeah, and some milk. <laughs> and some milk. <laughs> Um, and then one more just quick thing if that is all too difficult um, sometimes there's uh, not sometimes there's a room a room uh, room sprays yes so um, you know Febreze or any one of those um, but use it sparingly because again you don't want it to smell uh, clinical or like you've just you know sprayed down the whole house what are you covering up yeah. you know just to give it a nice scent freshness that's the the biggest thing I could say about scents and smells just let your home you know f smell fresh yeah be fresh Great, great ideas. Yeah. Thanks as always, Mona. No problem. That's Monica Bundy, the home stager for the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team with our home staging tip of the week. When we come back, Andrew, shall we tell our audience about the cool stuff that we're doing? Yeah, well, I know, it's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, it's very cool. It's, it's very, very cool. cool. It's very yeah. unique stuff, and uh, we'll tell you all about that and uh, why it's going to help put more money in your pocket. So lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show right after this. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show. Again, on today's show, uh, as my co-host today, is our own Andrew Paper. He's the media marketing uh, manager for the uh, for the team. Andrew, yeah, you've been with us now for, for a bit of time. I have, yep. Uh, um, are, you sorry you are you sorry you came to us? Um, I think I have to say no. <laughs> Just because your boss is sitting across the table. Yeah. Um, no, I've, uh, we started on this team, um, a media marketing position. We're the only ones in Windsor-Essex that have uh, a full-time um, media marketing person on staff. Um, I think we're the only ones that have anybody on staff, period, uh, that handle that aspect of things. Uh, it's an important role. I know a couple years ago I said to myself, you know what, we, we like to be different. We like to do things differently, and it's just not possible with our busy uh, schedules um, as, as sales reps and brokers and uh, on the team. It's just not possible to do all, everything ourselves. And so I said to myself, what else can we do? Well, we can leverage, and that's by bringing someone on um, specifically to help with those things. And so there came your role. Um, now, tell folks, you know, and I know there's lots, it's a, it's a big list, but what exactly do you do for the team? Um, and how you do it. Okay, so um, really the most visible part of my job for, for clients would be um, the production of the listing, which I mean, it really is a production. We, um, we do our traditional photographs, we do our high-definition video tours, and we now do 3D walkthrough tours as well. Yeah. So we spend a considerable amount of time preparing the listings f f uh, to be staged f for those three elements. Um, and that's really the most visible part of my job that uh, the people are going to see out there. What people don't realize often is that when we go and we have a new listing, again, like Andrew says, we have our, um, our photography that happens, we have our video tours, and we have our 3D walkthrough tours. That's a whole other tool right there. Yeah. So you're, you're typically at a listing for a few hours. I would say between not. two and three hours, depending on the size. Yes. Um, it also really depends on the layout of a, of a house. Um, uh, we had somewhere last week which was, which was a really large house. Yes. But the layout was open. Yes. So it took probably half the amount of time to, to, to go through and complete that listing than it would do somewhere that's a little bit smaller that has long hallways, lots of smaller rooms rather than um, uh, fewer larger spaces. So let's start um, with the with the most basic. So the, the photography that we do, I should yes. say it's most basic, but it's the simplest thing to explain. Yeah. Um, the photography. So before we list a home and, and before Andrew goes out to the, to the property, we, we like to try and tell our sellers we and to prepare for this appointment, right? Yes, we do, yeah. Um, and that, that really starts even when Monica goes in for the home yes. staging. Um, that's when the uh, the first stage of the preparation begins. 
Um, so we ask, we really start, as Monica's already said as well, we start at the outside, always first impressions. We want to make sure the driveway's clear. Uh, that includes any cars, push bikes, motorbikes, anything like that that might be on the, the driveway. Take them off, put them on the street. Yeah. Um, garbage cans. It's a huge. It's a huge thing. You know what? Because even for the recycle uh, boxes that they have now, bright red, that bright blue. And if you're looking at a picture of a brick house, the first thing your eye is going to go towards yep. is that red recycle yes. um, box that's in the corner of the driveway. So we want we want uh, we want those out. We want um, uh, we want your deck. We want any porches. We want them swept um, because, uh, as we keep saying, first impressions. First impressions is key, and that's the, the first thing someone's going to see, not just in the picture but when they turn up to the house as well. It's not like it used to be where, you know, back in the day when we sold houses, I shouldn't say we, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not up there, but, but Kath, and I'm going to get, Kathy, I'm gonna get yeah. in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble right now. I'm telling you right now. She should take a horse. Kath is probably, yeah. <laughs> Kath's been in business longer than I have, but they'll talk about how they used to have the real estate books. And so there was no such thing as an MLS. You know, this is back before the internet was huge, right? I'm, I'm digging myself a hole really big what was this 10 but, years ago yeah. <laughs> just a few years ago before there was the internet but no the, the realtors who've been in business for 20 30 years you know experienced the business before the ease of technology yeah and there used to be a big fat looked like a phone book that was produced okay. by the real estate board um in fact it still is today i just don't know that they distribute it much um but it was a big phone book type of, of book and it had all the listings and i believe it was printed monthly so it wasn't very fast moving. Yeah. You know, you had to, no, sorry, that sold six weeks ago. But, um, <laughs> and back then that was the whole there was. There was no such thing as the internet. Now with the web, people go in and they, they take a look at all the pictures, all the interior pictures. Exactly. First yeah. impressions, like you said, are key. Yeah. And that's what we really want to try and do. It, it's using the, this technology to make the process easier. Yeah. Because this technology is available. Um, let's use it. Um, and it, and it. And it's really, really good to see the... Uh, the impression that we make with the technology no that we're using as well. So we also do video tours. So explain that a little bit. Uh, okay, so the video tours are, um, you can see any of these from our listings on our website, dangemans.com. Yes. Um, have a look at the videos. So what they really are is um, the selling agent is going to be introducing the, the property themselves. They're going to be giving you a very short introduction to, to give you the, the basics of a listing. And then we just go straight into, the, into showing the house. So we use... Uh, whether it's kind of pans, tilts, slides, things like that, to, yeah. to to really cover every main room in the home. We don't just flash pictures on a screen to yeah, music. Exactly, yeah. you know, and, and we see this all the time. Uh, our video tours or our video, you, you always hear this in, um, for, uh, for for some other um, listings as well. We have a we have a video tour. It's not a video tour. That video tour is a pictures. slideshow of yeah. pictures with some music over it. That's not a video. Our videos are it's a completely separate production. Yes. So effectively, we go to the house. We do the pictures first, and then we do the videos separately. Yeah. So um, it's really to, to showcase the ha uh, showcase the home. And last but not least, and you, again, you can see, like Andrew said, you can see this online, danjemis.com, uh, and you can see our, our featured listings there and, and what we do. Last but not least is uh, our newest tool. We've been using it for about a year now, not even a year, six months or something. Uh, about, yeah, six, seven months. Seven months. Yeah. Uh, is the Matterport. Yes. This, so, is, this is having the biggest impact over yes. anything right now. And this, um, let me first say, it would be impossible without you because this is you. what takes the longest. Yes, you are so needed. <laughs> thank you. But it would not be possible without having someone like Andrew on our team because we don't have the time to be sitting at a house for a couple hours exactly. just doing yeah. this, this it, 3D it tour. Is, it is a time-consuming um, time consuming role because you, you haven't just got the, the between two and three hours at a listing. Yes. You have 
all of the post-production that's involved with in getting these um, um, out there as well. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> Sorry, I've got people on the other side of the studio here trying to come in. Um, so yeah, the Matterport tour again, so people can walk through they the can. home. They can. It, the best way to describe it, and the best way for people to understand is it, it pretty much turns your house into a doll's house. Yes. You can take the roof off, you take the walls out, and you can spin the, the entire home around. You can jump into rooms, jump out of rooms, and you can walk, walk around, around the room. Exactly. Yeah. Zoom so, in, zoom so out. So one thing that, that pictures and video are never going to give you is the layout of a room in comparison to the other rooms. Yes. So you can see from one angle that the, the bedroom might lead onto the hallway, then the hallway yes. leads to where. With this Matterport, you can literally walk around the house. It's awesome. It really is good. The best way to explain it is to you have, you have to go and take a look. Yeah. Directly on our website, danjamis.com and forward slash Matterport. Yep. M-A-T-T-E-R-P-O-R-T. Correct. Um, it'll explain everything. We have a little video that explains how it, it works. Pretty cool. Very, very cool stuff. Listen, Andrew, thank you, as always, Great for all that you do. Uh, we'll have you in the studio more often if uh, people are going to fall in love with your accent and they're going to want to hear you more than me so uh, there it is if, if anybody wants to uh, to have us out to do an evaluation on your home give us a call 519-566-5565 you can find all our info on our website as well danjemis.com see you next week everyone you've been listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show an advertising feature on AM800 if you thought about selling or buying a home in the future the Dan Jemis Real Estate team would love to help visit the team's website at danjemis.com or call the office seven days a week 519-566-5565